me free, leave me be. I don't want to fall another moment into your gravity. That was stunning. It was beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> Hey folks, I'm Izzy, my pronouns are she, her, and I am the strongly befringed, slightly incestuous headmistress of this podcast. And I'm Sarah, my pronouns are also she, her, and I am the Sarah Bareilles' gravity of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And you're listening to What You Missed While You Were Closeted. In this podcast, we go back and watch some of the lesbian films of yore um, and watch them together as a couple. I've seen many of these films before, but um, Sarah's pretty new to them as I came out way back in the the Stone Age. Yeah, and I came out when I was in my 20s, so I missed a lot of the formative queer content of youth that a lot of people talk about. So feeling left out, I decided to drag Izzy into this podcast and go through all of the stuff that I missed. Yeah, so this film that we're going to start off with today is one that I really, really loved as a teenager, which is weird now as an adult. Oh, I was going to say, I can see why. <laughs> I was like, I was definitely the lesbian who had a crush on my English teacher. So I was like, I love this film. This is my life. This is what I want. And now as an adult, I watch it and go, that's illegal. That's weird. Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't know, this film is a Loving Annabelle. Yes. Loving Annabelle. The creepy tale of a young lesbian senator's child who joins an expensive boarding school and fucks her teacher (laughs) (laughs) a dream we've all had (laughs) right shall we get into the film yeah let's do it so the film starts off with annabelle in the back of a car um, and you can see on the newspaper straight away senator's daughter causes trouble again I was going to say, she is on the front page of the LA Times. Yeah. This, like, okay, I get that people, like, okay, I can see her being on the front page of, like, Closer or something <laughs> like that equivalent, you know, some, like, trash magazine. But it's, like, the fucking LA Times. Yeah. Why do they care? And there's that picture of her with her hand up into the camera, like, such a stereotype. Like, <laughs> don't look at me, I'm being naughty again. <laughs> So I think we kind of get the idea that she's a bad girl. She's a rebel. Honestly, though, it's like literally like if the Sunday Times had a picture of like Lindsay Lohan with her vag out on the front (laughs) cover on a Sunday. It's just it's just crazy. Unrealistic. And then when she gets to school, I think we very quickly learn that smoking is very cool in this film. It is so cool. Everyone who's cool smokes. As a ex-smoker... I must say that it deeply upsets me how often they take two drags out of a cigarette and then put out a full yeah. cigarette on the floor. I'm like, the fuck are you doing? Those things are expensive. Truly. Who do you think you are? Especially like this school. Like clearly you're not allowed to smoke. She gets them off Sister Claire or whatever. <laughs> like she can't afford to be like throwing out half a cigarette. At least like 
stub it out and put it in a packet for and, later. And if she's not meant to be smoking, like if she's not allowed to smoke in this film, uh, sorry, this school, mm-hmm. then how come she is smoking throughout the entire film and no one ever says anything? Yeah, I don't know. Like she never gets in any trouble. She's not allowed to wear a necklace, <laughs> but she is allowed to smoke wherever she wants. Yeah, honestly, it's and it's ridiculous. not not even her though. Like you said about the, her just being the senator's daughter. Like cats smoking all the time. She's smoking weed all the time, mm-hmm. which she got off her dad. Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, and there's not a problem with that. It's just bizarre. So at that point, we start to be introduced to the various main characters of the film. Yeah. So we get to meet. Obviously, we've met Annabelle, the senator's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet Cat uh, and Simone, the English teacher. Yeah. Who's also Miss Bradley? Yes. Um, Collins, who and... is the stereotypical depressed one. Yes, exactly, the bullied, <laughs> depressed one. Yeah. And then Kristen, who's who just does there. not appear at all in the film much, really. Yeah. Like, what's the point of her? We learn in the beginning that she's interested in politics. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, you really don't learn anything else really about her. She's a really useless character. Yeah. You've got Cat, the bully, Collins, the depressed one, and Kristen, the filler. I guess. Yeah, yeah, honestly, she's just there to, as a buffer, essentially, yeah. Yeah. So when um, Annabelle meets Kat and Kristen, I'm just struck by how awkward the entire exchange is and the dialogue and all that. Like, Annabelle does not speak (laughs) throughout this whole film. The only person she speaks to is Miss Bradley. Like, the only sentence she ever says in the whole film is like, I fucked a woman once, and that's it. Except when she's fighting Kat. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, generally, she doesn't have anything to say to no. anyone at any point. She's just, like, a shell of a character. Well, she doesn't care, does she? She no. doesn't care about other people. Mm. She's too cool for that. She Much doesn't care cool. to hear what other people think. No. And who does? I mean, mm. anyone that's listening to this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so no one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then we um, get to see Simone giving Annabelle a tour. So this is when they first actually get to meet each other. Um, And she's told there and then that she can't wear the beads and she can't wear her nose ring. Mm -hmm. The beads, I don't really get the not being able to wear the beads. Like, look, this might be insensitive of me to say, but they don't look that different from rosary beads. Yeah. Just get over it. Well, I think rosary beads have a cross on the bottom, though. These didn't. Yeah. I've had rosary beads in the past and the cross falls off. What I don't understand is that they, she is so persistent on wearing these beads, but we learn nothing about the ex-girlfriend who gave them to her, Mm-mm. except for that she moved away to Europe. But mm-hmm. she's obsessed with these beads. The beads, but not the girlfriend. Yeah, she's, she's like... She's moved on. <laughs> she's like, the beads are cute. I don't want to take them off. I don't, I don't remember her name, but this is cute and I like it. I feel like she's wearing them just because it pisses Mother Immaculata off. Yeah. That's the kind of person she is, isn't it? Yeah, it just seems weird. Like, she's so attached to the beads, but... I mean, we learn they're from an ex, but that's really it. We don't really find out much more about that. Totally useless. And also, Kat seems to be in every single group scene at this moment. Mm -hmm. She's in the class. She's there meeting Annabelle. She's, like, there. Obviously, she's in the room, but it seems to be, like... Obviously, they have limited actresses or actors for this film mm-hmm. so she is in every single group scene and i'm just like how are you moving around that fast it's impossible <laughs> yeah no I, i've also noticed that the few extras that they did pay for like they really 
they focus on them like the cutaway scenes it's like randomly zooming in on like three girls you've never seen before having a conversation and it's like really focusing on them so they clearly are trying to make the most out of the acting talent that they have acquired for this yeah, film. Yeah, <laughs> oh, clearly. I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was quite a low-budget film. Mm-hmm. Although, like, the location looks really nice. Yeah. So I, th- maybe all the money went into the location. Yeah, potentially. On that one. Okay, so how ethical is it really to keep a gassy porcupine in in a cage in a in a dorm room honestly i like i don't think porcupines are supposed to be kept in hamster cages first of all well exactly i don't understand why she's keeping it like just let it live honestly also are they native to that area i have no idea i don't really know like i, I don't know a lot about american wildlife but i know i wouldn't see a full grown-ass porcupine walking around out in the streets of london you know yeah yeah they're big <laughs> They're huge. They're really big. How did they even catch it in the first place without getting, like, pricked? Well, I think it was, like, a baby porcupine that didn't have a mother that she found and So it spent its whole life in a cage in a dorm room. Yeah. And it has gas, which, yeah. you know, that could be an issue. Yeah, right? it could be because it's stressed out because it's in a fucking dorm room. And it they has, take it for walks. It has audible gas. Yeah. You can hear it <laughs> fart. I've never heard a porcupine fart in my life. And if I think if it did, it wouldn't be your standard, you know? No. And I, I, I would like to note to anyone who's listening that Izzy would know <laughs> a bit better than anyone else because Izzy does work with porcupines extensively. Well, I thought you were going to say because I'm really gassy. <laughs> That and also, too. I don't work extensively with porcupines. You work more extensively with porcupines than anyone else I know, to be fair. I have, I've seen a porcupine in real life. <laughs> You've seen them in your workplace. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them at work. That's true. Yeah. So we go to the classroom. Yes, and I have one main takeaway from the scene in the classroom. Yeah. And it is that the customizations of these school uniforms is bat shit insane. Oh. The way they have customized these uniforms. Like, Obviously, you've got, like, a cat who, like, wears her shirt completely open with, like, a band tee underneath. And Mm -hmm. that's fine. I get that. Like, I did that at one point in my life, too. I get it. But no beads, right? No. No No beads. beads. (laughs) No beads at all. No beads. But what my favorite thing I've ever seen is that in this classroom scene, I think it's this one. It might be a different one, but I think it's this one. Um, Collins is sitting at her desk and you can see under the desk that underneath her kilt she is wearing like baggy three-quarter length rolled up chinos they're like super baggy they're like long shorts like almost like jorts but chino colored Uh they are disgusting why is she wearing that That underneath her kilt far too warm it was it it was very warm looking and vile it looked disgusting i don't think we go for a squat in the 20th century uh, 21st century 20th century (laughs) i don't think we've gone for a squat ever really i wore a squat i've worn squats in my time why i did tennis when i was younger and i did hockey when i was younger acceptable reason but not sitting in an english class listening to people talking about how we're all connected Uh uh-huh and it was not a squirt either it was a full-on pair of chinos underneath the skirt it was (laughs) so i i had a school skirt i don't know if you did did you have like a proper school uniform in school i did but i didn't have to wear a skirt okay we did well i think like you could wear trousers but nobody did so we had skirts and we had like long skirts and 
some people would wear their full on pajamas underneath the skirts. I never did. They'd like wear their pajamas tucked into their socks. It was really weird. What? Why? I know. I know because the Why? skirt was long enough to cover them. Except for when you're like sitting down. Is this, uh, what are you wearing? Like a ball gown? Like <laughs> what are you saying? Like floor length? Like what kind of train was on this school uniform you were wearing? Okay, no, it was like a knee length, but we had knee height socks, right? So like okay. you have like a little bit of pajama that you could see at the bottom. So like of the skirt. if someone sits just right, you might just see SpongeBob SquarePants's face on their knee. Exactly. Ex- <laughs> literally, exactly. Yeah. And then when we were at like in our final years of school, we had like a kind of mid shin length kilt. That we wore. Stunning. Gorgeous. It had like a giant baby, like a a giant diaper pin in it and everything. It was. Oh my God. It was gorgeous. (laughs) It was stunning. Your school was definitely much better than the school that I went to. I mean, it was just Catholic. So I fully get this, the Catholic vibes of this school. Yeah, I did not go to Catholic school. Uh, My school uniform was pretty much just a blazer and a striped shirt. And any trousers I wanted. Shirt. Yeah, it was grey and white, vertical stripes. Oh, that sounds nice. Uh, yeah, and then the blazer was maroon. That sounds nice. It wasn't. <laughs> it, like, it sounds green nicer. Skirt, bottle green jumper, and then when you're in like your like fourth and fifth year, which is like your kind of A level years, nearly. Yeah, pretty much your A level years. You wear um a kilt with the same bottle green jumper and then in your final year you wear a navy jumper with the same kilt and there was a different tie for every year oh my god so it was like bottle green in first year red in second year then i can't remember it was like various variations of different stripes after that that just sounds very wasteful (laughs) it was so wasteful it was so wasteful (laughs) did you have to wear um rosary anytime no no we did not oh lucky you yeah yeah although if you forgot your shoes you had to wear like basically plastic bags on your feet brilliant if you not if you forgot your shoes, yeah i was gonna say if you shoes. wore the wrong shoes i assume yeah. you don't people tend not to forget their shoes <laughs> so anyway in the classroom um annabelle is showing herself to be so deep and poetic and when she gives us this little monologue about how the poem is how we're all one and the person before her said we're all connected mm-hmm and I don't really see the difference. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. So the so, person before her says the right thing and the teacher's like, mm, but I don't want to fuck no, you. No, she didn't even say anything. <laughs> so she asks the first student, the student says, we're all connected. And Simone just like, silence. Annabelle. And Annabelle goes off into one like really thoughtful process about how we're all one. I'm like, could you not have like asked the first person to maybe elaborate elaborate she didn't want to fuck the first person exactly she's like "Mm, no you're not fit sorry next (laughs) yeah god karen if you weren't so ugly i'd take that answer (laughs) (laughs) it's a pity you're minging otherwise you'd be smart (laughs) like honestly (laughs) you're going nowhere with those looks darling (laughs) so then we get introduced to the priest who is probably the most pointless character in the entire film yeah he it's our first introduction to him is this big monologue about these frogs that fall into i think is it milk or, or cream yeah it's like a bucket of cream and and churn it to become milk and it's kind of like this the purpose of the story is perseverance and determination mm-hmm. and that kind of i was kind of thinking is this in here to tell us that this film the story of this is perseverance and determination. Yeah. Like, keep pursuing and you'll be able to fuck your English teacher. 
Honestly, I don't think... So, I, I don't think that that's what it is. Have you been to Catholic Mass much or ever? No. No, okay, so I have been to many, 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 many Catholic Masses in my life, being Irish. That's kind of part and parcel of the of the nationality. It's kind of your whole vibe. Yeah, it's our whole vibe. Um, It's totally normal for a priest to just go off on one like that. It's um, It's called their sermon. It's their sermon where they just will randomly just talk shit about something that seems like nothing to do with anything and then loosely tie it back to the Bible somehow. Like, I had a priest once who mentioned the ting-tings. Okay, I get that. <laughs> but this is a film. This isn't real life. Like, you, for example, in a film, you don't show every time someone goes to the toilet because it has no relevance to the plot line. I get that, but I also think they were just trying to ram it down their, our throats that, like, this is what a Catholic school is like. And they were laughing as well, and I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand... Oh, no, I do. ...the point of this scene... I don't understand it at all. I think out of all of the scenes in the film, this is the one that I related to the most. I remember sitting in many, many school masses, just trying so hard not to burst out laughing mm. because it was so ridiculous just being there. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I found it... I don't it, know why Simone laughed. I found it pointless. And I, I was like, the, this story has nothing to do with the film itself. And it is a film at the end of the day. I know like what you're saying. Like, mm. that's what it's like. But then why did they have to have this have him rambling on multiple occasions yeah you know that's why i think it was them shoving it down our throat rather than it actually having a point like rather than it being linked at all i think they just literally were like look we've got a priest and we paid him but wouldn't it make more sense if they had this scene of this priest talking and talking and we see the girls talking amongst themselves about it about how stupid it is or whatever Mm. then have to listen to this story about frogs yeah no i don't which is irrelevant it's just very true to true to reality as far as going to mass, going to school mass, like, yeah. actually is. But, yeah, totally pointless. All scenes of the priest are pointless, and I have no desire to speak about him anymore. Yeah, that's that. We will not <laughs> touch on the priest anymore. <laughs> and we'll move on instead to the um, next most basic man of the film. And the next most pointless character of the film. Simone's, Simone's boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down the original sad boy because he was just like, so like, oh, why won't you move in with me? I'm so sad about that. I'll wait, but not for much longer. To be honest, I wrote, I wrote nothing except that he is basic and he is the dad from Unfabulous. Is he? Yeah. In the um, TV show, Unfabulous, he played the dad. I have no. I did not watch enough of that show. I did watch some of it, but I did not know that he did look familiar to me. That's the most interesting thing about the character. Yeah, is that the person who plays him was in something much better. <laughs> yeah, no, he was totally pointless as well. Like I don't know why they had to build that part of Simone's character. It was just. Yeah. I wish they had spent more time, like, going into why Simone is going to fuck her student. Yeah. Rather than that, it was yeah. pointless because it, it kind of like. There there didn't feel like too much internal struggle from Simone about this situation. No. There was never... Like, she might have been saying don't occasionally, but it didn't really feel like she was ever aggressively like, you need to stop this behaviour because I am your teacher. I get that she's like a sensitive soul, but there seemed to be no authority in the way that she ran her, her working life. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, do you know what? I actually think that they did do an okay-ish job of having her 
you know, rebuffing um, what's her face? Annabelle, which is the title character of the film, <laughs> Annabelle's advances. But um, they gave no fucking justification for her not doing that anymore. Yeah. Like, I just think that they didn't build any of that up well enough at all. Also, how did she just fall in love with her? Like, it just didn't make sense. No, it didn't. It didn't. There was barely any scenes of the two of them interacting with each other and so many scenes of her interacting with pointless boyfriend, priest, mother immaculata. Yeah. Whoever else. It just... <clears throat> but even when she... Like, even when they are interacting, it quite often would be Annabelle reaching out and touching Simone and... If anybody did that to me, like reached over to me and, and touched my necklace, regardless of who they are, I would be 100% uncomfortable. I would not be like, I am into this girl. Mm. I love being touched in a way that I completely don't expect and did not ask for. Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's so weird. I suppose some people are into that, but like, even still, it just, they just didn't build up any of that enough at all yeah. to make it believable. It just wasn't believable. I think they just had to, they had to make the student the predator because if it was the teacher, then they would, it would be more uncomfortable to watch than it is. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But it was still weird. It was so weird. I would, yeah. I would never have gone up to one of my teachers and been like, that's a nice necklace. Can I touch it? Yeah. She, went, she didn't even do that. She didn't even ask. No, she just touched it, didn't she? Yeah. So then we go back to school and um, we see Annabelle checking out Simone while she's talking about rich, thick fluids, mm-hmm. which is gross. Disgusting. Yeah. and Unless it- you're talking about like a cream cake. And then Annabelle goes on to say like, sex and love can merge together. Especially good sex. Wink. Oh, cringe. It's just so, so dire. Like, okay, Annabelle, like, go and have a wank, please, and come back to the classroom. Honestly, if they hadn't made it that she was a university student, yeah, and it was a professor, it just would have been a much better movie all around. Yeah, because I don't think we actually know how old she is. I think we're to assume that she's eighteen. I don't know if there's anything that would make you assume that. Have you seen? No, I don't. I. Mm. But I, I mean, I'm for the purpose of legality, I, I assume that we are meant to think that she's 18. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And also, what did Simone mean when she was talking about rich, thick fluid if she did not mean spunk? Yeah. Blood? Yeah, I thought about that, but blood, I know blood is thicker than water, but I wouldn't describe it as thick. No. I like see. Mucus? Chocolate spread? Like when you've got a cold and you've got like a really mucusy nose. Honey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, mucus is definitely sexy, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just gonna say vaginal mucus. Don't. <laughs> Take it back. Just don't say vaginal mucus. We could have just lived our whole lives without you saying that. Well, don't say it again. Vaginal mucus. Damn what can it! I, say? <laughs> I knew you were gonna. I mean, what can you say? Anything else? Anything other than vaginal mucus? Probably. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's move on then. Then we get introduced to the wonderful character of Mother Immaculata. <laughs> oh, I love her and her really. She's got the lovely, strong forehead bang mm-hmm. with the beautifully dead bleached hair yes which i think is probably a sin what bleaching her hair yeah i don't know if it was bleached i feel like it was like implied that she just had like white white hair from age 
But it was like yellow white. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was a blonde bombshell back in her day. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was probably fit back in the day. Do you reckon? Yeah, I thought she was pretty fit now. Did you really? She's got a nice face. She was, like, I didn't like the character at all. I have no, to be real with you the there. Character Absolutely so hated the character was so creepy and weird. The character could not have been less sexy if she tried. <laughs> <laughs> but the actor, well, she could get it. Well, she probably can't now. She might not even be with us anymore. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe you just said you would fuck Mother Immaculata. Do you know what? I'm going to look her up. I'm going to look her up and see what she looks what like What are you going to do? DM her? Potentially. We'll see how many followers she has on Instagram. <laughs> are you see. doing it right now? Yeah. Okay. We'll wait. You, you can keep talking while I look do, it up. Do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 Mother... Immaculata. I don't think that's her real name. Loving Annabelle. You don't think that's the actress's <laughs> real name? No. Played by Eileen Graff. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Check her out. Oh, yeah, she actually looks a bit all right there. Okay. Yeah. When she's, like, actually smiling and not uh, a uh, weirdly sexual... She's got the blue eyes and the pretty smile. That's what I could notice. Oh, look Ooh, at her. Ooh. In her little gym gear. Her little 80s gym gear. Very nice. If you just go on to Eileen Graff and then scroll in like four images, you'll get a beautiful image of her. Is that nipple? No. I think it is. You can see some nipple in it. You got an image of her in like a skin tight um, 80s aerobics outfit. So let's get physical, friends. That's a treat for you guys. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> right, Sarah. Never have I ever mm-hmm. had sex with my English teacher. Put the drink down. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Um, well, I've not had sex with any of my teachers, actually. Does that make me a loser? It does, actually, yeah. yeah. That's actually um, a lesbian experience that we all have. We've all had sex with our teachers. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. Is this the never have I ever seen that we're talking about now? It is, yeah. So I want to know that we go into this scene on Anna with her guitar, Annabelle with her guitar. That guitar is hideous. <laughs> Who let a literal 12-year-old just go wild with some glitter glue and like some cutting from a magazine on that thing? Well, actually, for real though, like who in the whole cast and crew had that guitar? Where did that actually come from? They must have done it... Well, yeah. I don't think anyone would have done that for the movie. Like, they might have. But it doesn't fit her character. It's weird, I know. It's but No, but you say that, but she also has like little badges and stuff on all the time, doesn't she? Yeah, but like those badges are kind of like punk badges almost. Yeah. Like Because she's a very punk character, our Annabelle. She likes to think she is anyway. <laughs> but then she wears those brown boots that just completely destroy the entire illusion. Yeah, and takes over that... Um, spring dance with her absolute punk banger <laughs> maybe it was to show her soft side yeah well, i suppose this movie is overly wanky and artistic so it probably could have been very deliberate to show that she has a soft glittery childlike side oh stop oh yeah <laughs> no gross <laughs> Well, it feels like as well the entire point of this game of never have i ever because they only actually get into one round that's something that bothers me so much i've written i hate i have never in films and tv because every single time they do one round maybe one to two questions until 
the plot point that they wanted to achieve with this game of Never Have I Ever is resolved. But they didn't even bother doing one or two for this one. And the funny thing is, it's literally Annabelle that says it. It's not someone else. She goes, I've never slept with a woman. And then she drinks and no one else drinks. And then they're like, well, that's the end of that game. (laughs) Now you all know she's gay. (laughs) Honestly, could you imagine if you were like, um... Mom, Dad, let's play Never Have I Ever. Never Have I Ever Destroyed Your Car. Glug, glug, bye. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. It's so funny. I'm like, okay. So the point of that was for them to know you're gay. And to also introduce us into Never Have I Ever. Us being young gays. Yeah, yeah. And by young, I mean probably 13. Yeah. It's pretty much like the first drinking game that everyone does because it requires absolutely no equipment. Mm -hmm. And you get to take the piss out of all your friends along the way. And you get to find things out. And you get to brag about your experience. Like Annabelle did here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's always kind of the way it goes. But it was so unrealistic because I always remember playing Never Have I Ever after I had hit a sexual milestone in my youth. Oh, what, like immediately after? Well, no, no, no. You climb off the woman and be like, guys... The woman. We know that it was not a woman, sadly, for me. (laughs) But um, no, it would be like the next time we were playing a game of Never Have I Ever, I'd be like sitting there like someone say Never Have I Ever given a hand job. Like, (laughs) come on, please, I wanna I wanna drink to it finally. Because I haven't been able to before this moment, you know? Oh no, mine are always really when it's with my friends, it's horrible. And we've all learnt like the worst things about each other, so Mm -hmm. We wait until we're with new people to bring up those horrible ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I have seen people fall victim to you and never have I ever, Izzy. <laughs> I, I, have am, seen I am a horrible person. You really are. Yeah. So let's just skip forward a little bit and we'll go straight to the classroom scene with Annabelle and Simone. Mm-hmm. So uh, yet again, Simone holds Annabelle after class and she seems to have done this every single class scene so far. Mm-hmm. And... In this case, it's because she's still wearing her necklace, but I don't know. I kind of get the feeling that maybe she already fancies her. Yeah. I just think that, like, they overdo that as well in in movies and TV, because if I was ever asked to stay behind after class, my bowels would fall out from underneath me. I'd be so scared. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, no, what's going on? Uh, uh." Oh, oh, no, I was the complete opposite. If I was ever asked to stay behind class... I would get like my back up and I'd be like, right, I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to go in on this person. Like I, I remember once from my youth, there was a teacher shouting at me about something. I don't really remember what it was, but um, I was just sitting there going, I don't understand why you're shouting at me. I'm not shouting at you. <laughs> and she was just getting really, really irritated with me. I'm like, you're embarrassing yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> you were the nightmare. I was. No, but I was generally I was generally good. I just didn't appreciate being held behind class for any reason. I'd be like, nope, I'm not going to let this get to me. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> However, this situation is very much not like that. This situation, we have Annabelle inappropriately touching Simone. Mm-hmm. Um, grabbing onto her necklace, which is very weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, if I had ever touched any of my teachers in any way at all, I think I would have been grounded. Yeah not grounded what's the one that school does to you <laughs> detention it might be grounded in this situation yeah potentially like, you can't go to school <laughs> <laughs> yeah we didn't really have detention in my school actually bloody hell we had we had lunchtime detention if you were late for school you had to do lunchtime detention that day i got detention um after an re lesson once because i said god wasn't real 
I know. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Like, RE teachers always seem to be believers of the Christian God, mm-hmm. you know? And when I was pretty much like, no, <laughs> I don't believe in God. God's not real. I got given detention. That's so shitty. I was really annoyed. I told my parents about it and they were like, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that is fucked up. I don't really remember what happened from there on, but yeah. And that was the first time I ever got detention because I remember in that moment being scared, yeah. thinking, oh my God, I've never had detention before. And then as I thought about it, I was like, actually, that was, that's bullshit. Yeah. You can't give me detention for saying there is no God. Mm-mm. You know, it, it's not that I'm not listening to you. I just have my own beliefs. Mm-hmm. I think I also went on about the tsunamis a bit with him. If there's a God, why did we have a tsunami? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was around that time. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> of course. Shall we take a quick break? Sure, yeah. Let's do it. Let's take a break. Okay, so we're back and Simone has given Annabelle a book which coerces Annabelle to remove her beads for some reason. And Prissy dies. Yes. Why? Completely why? Absolutely why? Like, why was Prissy in this film anyway? Was it just to show Collins as a more depressed person? I have no idea. Why though? Why do we even need that with Collins? No, exactly. She's not a character. Like, she's not important to the story at all. No, they don't do any character development. They did more character development on Prissy than Collins. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like they just wanted to put someone in so they could cover self-harm. Yeah, but badly. (laughs) Yeah, it's just strange. It's just kind of like her only characteristic Mm -hmm. is being really really sad and no one actually seems to be helping her no nope. like she's got no support from the teachers the only support they gave her was letting her keep the bloody porcupine mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when collins runs off to go and cry on the stairs annabelle pretty much forces her to show her her self-harming scars right and that's i've i've said like this film takes the weirdest directions yeah like it goes from you know prissy being alive pointless to Brissy dying pointless to Annabelle demanding to see Colin's scars pointless because they do nothing about it like nothing comes of that yeah she's just like let me see your scars oh man they're scars that's why sad <laughs> yeah. big sad and Simone watches this as well and Simone isn't like fuck maybe we should get some help for Collins. Simone should have gotten help for Collins when Collins wrote a poem about self-harm. Honestly, (laughs) Collins doesn't even have a first name. You know? Honestly. (laughs) It's just, it's so strange. Like, I don't know. I I think, like, Simone seeing that was meant to be Simone being like, oh, Annabelle's so soft and caring. Mm -hmm. But really, as a teacher, she should have been thinking, oh my God, this student is in crisis. She's been cutting herself over a fucking porcupine with gas. Well, she, she hadn't even had a chance to cut herself over the porcupine. She'd been cutting herself over other stuff. She'd been self-harming on school property. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, so we're watching 13 Reasons Why at the moment and like, it's just making me think like, oh my God, the school? Oh, they're going to have such a bad case against them, you know? Yeah. Like, and they've got rich parents. kills herself. Yeah. Like, There's a lot of rich parents involved here, uh-huh. so... 
maybe this will be a lawsuit that will actually get followed through with. Yeah. But, you know, they've already got a lawsuit coming up, so... Yeah, they've got a few of them, haven't they? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So going from one troubled teen to another, mm-hmm. we get to see Kat smoking a joint, which she got from her dad. Again, that's yeah. the second joint, the second dad joint she smoked in Also, her dad's in rehab, sending her drugs. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't think the rehab's working, hun. <laughs> no, I don't think and so And they either. say she was sent there for doing drugs. Like, really? Yeah, Annabelle says, like, so your parents send you here for doing drugs, and then they send you drugs. Right. It's like, babe, your parents really don't care about you. Sorry. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's bad parenting. It really is. Yeah. There's a lot of bad parenting in this film. Well, there's no parents is there exactly it's it's um we have an aunt in immaculata but that's about it no parenting no and um during this scene cat outs herself as bisexual she does indeed yeah which put a pin in that we're gonna come back to the fact that cat has outed herself as bisexual very clearly yeah bisexual bisexual (laughs) not heterosexual bisexual yep exactly not experimenting bisexual Bisexual. (laughs) And then we jump over a load of heterosexual nonsense that we don't care about. Including, ew, sex. Yeah. <laughs> then we have the most bizarre scene. I mean, this film is bizarre. Yeah. The entire time. It is absolutely insane the entire way through. But the most bizarre f- scene of the film where they seem to make it... like they. It seems that Mother Immaculata is kind of hitting on Simone. It kind of, I get the vibe that after a couple of drinks, she gets a bit randy. Because yeah. she's there. They start it off with her with her bottle of scotch or something. Mm-hmm. And then she's talking about how she was able to handle Simone in her youth. Yeah, it was very creepy and weird. And doesn't and she touch her thigh or something? Yeah, she's touching her. She's very touchy-feely. It's so strange. She's like, ooh. And then Simone's like, I need to go now. And I'm like, ooh. What what just happened? What does that mean? That's your aunt. Like, yeah, what is she doing? Bizarre. Like, and did she? I understand her saying I was able to handle you probably means I was able to suppress your gay thoughts. But it kind of looks a bit like I was able to. What's the word I'm looking for? Molest. Molest. No, <laughs> I was able to help you with your gay urges. That's kind of how it feels. Yeah, it's really weird. I wonder if it was thrown in as like a throwaway excuse for Simone acting the way she does. Like she's been inappropriately, you know, a person in power be inappropriate with her in the past. So maybe yeah. that's why she's being inappropriate with Annabelle. Yeah, but like, but like even then, if you're gonna throw that in as like another leg of the story, we need a bit more than just one scene. One scene where it's like. A maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's not even like a flashback. It's her aunt is touching her inappropriately and Simone is clearly uncomfortable. And that's it. And then it's bye-bye. And that could just be her aunt being like, touchy-feely, I love you because you're my family. It could be anything. But it's implied <laughs> that she's had a drink. Yeah. So, yeah. Really weird. Really, really bizarre. So uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And then we take a dive into the pool <laughs> we are getting wet 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 in yeah. the pool with annabelle and cat time to uh, pick that pin back out now yes um because 
Cat and Annabelle share a kiss in the pool. Cat kisses Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Cat very is being very explicit with her wishes here. She is making moves on Annabelle. Yeah. And Annabelle rebuffs her, saying, I'm not interested in being your science project. Yeah, exactly. When Cat is bisexual. Yeah, don't erase her bisexualness. She's like, not experimenting with you. you can She's tell not like, the- oh. You could tell the director is a lesbian. Let's yeah. just say that. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cat is the Alice of this film. Like she fully says in a previous scene that she's into girls and guys. Yeah, she's she like I'm also into guys. She doesn't even say like she doesn't. <laughs> she says I'm also into guys. Yeah, like not even like I'm also into girls. Like or I, you know, sometimes I think about girls. You know, the guys are the afterthought. Exactly. You know. So. That was a bit shitty of Annabelle to be like, so I'm not interested in being your science project. Like, Han, she's already qualified. She's already <laughs> done her science degree. She's got a freaking <laughs> honours in science. She doesn't She doesn't need you to act like she's a fucking frog that needs dissecting or, you know. Or, you know, is stuck in a bucket of cream, churning cream. <laughs> exactly. Frog, frog comment, frog oh. throwback. Um, I'm crazy. I was thinking that this film would be leagues better if it was about Annabelle and Cat. Yeah. Like if that was the romantic storyline and Miss Bradley wasn't in it. Yeah. That would, it would just be so much better of a film. Yeah. You know, Cat's like the kind of like the aggressive kind of mean girl who, you know, is just trying to come to terms with the fact that she's bisexual and then Annabelle helps her with that and then they yeah, get An- together. Annabelle and... is her science project. Well, no, <laughs> she doesn't even need to be the science project. Just fuck Miss Bradley out of this. Yeah, yeah. And bring Kat and Annabelle in. That's what I want this film to be. Yeah, I get I get that. Mm-hmm. I, I see your point of view. I, I don't mean, like Kat as there's... a character, but the film could have made me like her. There's more chemistry with Kat and Annabelle fighting than there is with Simone and Annabelle fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So I, I do see what you mean. Yeah. Um, later on, Annabelle approaches Ms. Bradley in a room. She essentially walks straight into her house. Yeah. Because that's where she lives. Yeah. Imagine if you're like if someone just walked into your house and was like, I am bored. Right? Let me touch your necklace again. Yeah. Was it the necklace? No, it was it was the chest, yeah. She's like, you play with your necklace a lot. Do I make you nervous? Yeah. Like, yeah, because I could lose my fucking job. Right? I, I could lose my fucking freedom. Yeah, like, I could go to prison. To with, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, now, I've just got to mention, the fact that she goes get, gets carted off in a police car at the end. Yeah. Annabelle's under 18. Yeah. Well, Annabelle, is that, that, that confirms it. Because if she was over 18, it would be unethical, but it wouldn't be illegal. Oh, but I don't know. In some places, it, is it illegal for a student to sleep with a... In some states in America, is I, that not illegal? I don't think so. I think it's unethical, and I think you'll lose your job from the school. But if the student's over 18, it's fine. It would be worth looking into that, because I think... Because there's different laws, aren't there, in all the different states? Let me have a look. Okay. Yeah, the law was changed to make it so... Under 18, you can be over the age of consent, but under the age of 18, that's illegal. Over the age of 18, it's not illegal. So she's under 18 as well. So there you go. There's the confirmation. Yeah, she's definitely under 18. (laughs) Yeah, so like, why was Simone even giving this a second thought in the first place? Honestly. It doesn't make sense. But, you know, she goes into her bar, flashes her nipples at us. Nice nipples. And definitely gives it a second thought. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She goes to the uh, church to give a 
more of a second thought. I think what happens is she's in the bath and she's thinking sexy things about Annabelle. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the chapel to try and cleanse her thoughts. Mm-hmm. And in the chapel... Perfect. Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> Very exactly. Catholic of her. Exactly. She's like, I must get out of this bath and go straight to the to the church to give Ten myself Hail some Marys. lashings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, she's just not getting Annabelle out of her mind. She's still thinking about fucking Annabelle. And she has, like, a really realistic kind of sex fantasy scene in her head. And I must say... It was hot. Well, no, it wasn't. Her skirt was... Her skirt completely (laughs) pulled me out of it. I thought it was a disgusting skirt. Annabelle looked fucking phenomenal in that scene, though. She looked so good. She is beautiful. Like, the actress is is, stunning. So I can totally see it. Like, I definitely had a crush on her when I was younger. Yeah. So we move into spring break. Spring Break. Spring Break. Have you ever seen that film? No. I just copied you. It's fucking bizarre. (laughs) Don't ever see it. Really weird. Okay, I'll take your advice. (laughs) But um, we learned that Annabelle's not going to be out partying. No, her her, mum Her mum couldn't be asked to pick her up. Yeah, has abandoned her at the school. I mean, she got guys to drive her there, so could she not? I think her mum was in the car there. Do you? Yeah. I thought it was two guys driving. Yeah, but I thought her, but there was a blonde lady in the car with her, reading the newspaper. Mm, I think okay. her mum was there, and she was like, well, bye, and didn't even hug her or anything. <laughs> Peace. Literally, that's what she was like, yeah. But anyway, yeah, mum can't be fucked to get her at spring break. So that means Annabelle's staying with Simone. She is indeed. Yeah. And um, again, another missed opportunity, because they just kind of faff about doing their own thing for the majority of spring break. Well, I mean, they share a cigarette. They do. Very naughty. Very cool. Yeah. Smoking is very cool in this film. It is. Thanks, Sister Claire, for the facts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sister Claire. For they share the cigarette before heading down to the beach house. Yes. In um, Simone's nice convertible Audi. It's a gorgeous car. It was Lovely really nice, car. yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's what you, what you can afford when you live in the, your place of work. Yeah, I mean, where does she actually drive? I mean, obviously she has this beach house, but yeah. she's got a nice car and nowhere to go. Yeah, because she eats at the school as well. Yeah. I suppose when she goes on dates with her... But I'm pretty sure they were in his car when when they break up. Yeah. But, yeah. Nice car, nowhere to go. That's because boys drive. Yeah, true, boys drive. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they go to the beach, and just an onslaught of inappropriate behaviour... Absolutely. ...just begins at that point. Yeah, I mean, Simone's taking photos of Annabelle on the beach... Which inappropriate creepy so weird mm-hmm. imagine if your teacher did that with you was like here like, let me take a picture of you looking cute yeah i'm gonna add this to my portfolio where i have all the pictures of my xgf yeah my dead ex yeah <laughs> you're next honestly <laughs> and then she just abandons her at the beach well, she just walks off after she's confirmed her gayness and that fact that she's still in love with her ex yeah or was in love with her ex uh-huh um so annabelle trips off back to the beach house and finds the shrine. literal shrine yeah. to the director of this film. There's literally <laughs> candles and everything. Yeah, the director, like the the ex-girlfriend in the photos is the director of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like she's built a shrine to herself. Literally. <laughs> Did you know whether the candles were lit? 
I didn't note that. No, neither did I. Because I was just going to say, if they were lit, that means that Simone would have taken Annabelle to the beach house, been like, make yourself comfortable while I just tend to this. <laughs> Lights the candles at the shrine. <laughs> I just need to check in on my ex. Bobby, <laughs> make sure she's all fine. Yeah. But whilst rifling through the terrifying shrine of um, Simone's ex-girlfriend, Annabelle finds a suicide note. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, why would you, like, okay, I guess maybe you would keep hold of a suicide note. But but I don't think you put it in your shrine. It wouldn't be the first thing you'd, you know, it, it wouldn't be there to grab straight away. Maybe a love letter. The focal point of the shrine. Hey, so I was like, so I was, I'm going to have to kill myself. Yeah, it, honestly, it's bizarre. And then Simone catches Annabelle reading the note and tells her that she had no right to read that letter. True. Which is true, yeah. yeah. I mean... She probably shouldn't have picked it up and read it. Um, no. But it's fine because Annabelle just hugs her until she shuts up. And that's that. <laughs> oh my God. And she's... then they fall asleep fully clothed but cuddling. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. And they're in jeans. No one sleeps in jeans. Oh, I've done it drunk many a time. Drunk? Yeah. They're not drunk. Well, you never know. She has been known to be fucking inappropriate with the students. So. Yeah. Well, they might have yeah, just gotten wasted that she night. She might have been drink driving as well. Yeah. I think it was the middle of the day. Really? Yeah. Because it, it looks to me like they kind of had a nap during the day. Because they go back before the end of the day. Huh. That's the way I saw it. I thought it. they went back the next morning. But yeah, no, I suppose it's not clear, is it? No. And this is the point when Simone drowns the photo of her ex in her bath. Which she will go. inevitably have to fish out herself anyway. Yeah. It's like when you get, like, you see people get angry and decide to throw their house around. Yeah. And then, like, in a movie and everything, that's great, that's dramatic. But in reality, you're going to have to go and pick all that stuff back up mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I guess I was a little bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's very that. Like, if you're going to do that, put it in the ocean. Yeah. Pollute the ocean while yes, you're at it. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> kill some marine wildlife. Yeah, that's the only way to get over your ex. That's the responsible way to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's, I've, I can tell you, I've done nothing but that to get over my well, exes. I am calling the police. <laughs> the sea police. <laughs> so I clearly wasn't that interested because I haven't written anything between there and the dance, but maybe you have some notes. Yeah, so basically everyone comes back and suddenly it's the end of year dance. Honestly, how long have they been back for before they announce this? Like a day? It seems like literally a number of days. Yeah. I think, I I haven't written it down, but at some point the timeline implies. I think she says to Simone, you haven't spoken to me in three weeks. Oh, yeah. Like the dance. She does, yeah. Three weeks after spring break is the end of year dance. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Maybe it, maybe it does in America. Maybe that's totally normal. But to me, I was like, what? No, exactly. That's strange. <laughs> um, and we get to listen to Sarah Bareilles whilst Annabelle tries to hold Simone's hand. Let me free. I don't want to fall another moment into your gravity. <laughs> Stunning. It's, it's actually a beautiful song. That's actually how it sounded. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we did a really good rendition there. I think so. Um, but something good comes out of it, and Simone breaks up with her boyfriend, so we don't have to see any more heterosexual sex scenes. Oh, I don't want to stare at another naked man's back for the rest of my life if I, you know, oh my if God, I can you help it. Oh my God, the hairiest biceps I've ever seen in my <gasps> life. It was disgusting. Honestly, stop being gross, man. But, like, it's weird that they br- they do bring him back during the dance for, like, 
one single dance and it was just pointless as well. Yeah, so the dance, uh, that is weird. I'm, I'm assuming the school that he works for and the school that she works for have kind of come together for this dance. Yeah. But they've broken up and he says, let's dance. Yeah. I'm assuming to maybe try and rekindle anything, but in that fucking ugly tie he was wearing, mm. I don't see any rekindling happening. <laughs> He's just generally gross man. Yeah. Aren't they all? They are. They and are indeed. Annabelle arrives and just stares at them while they dance. Yeah. I don't really know what she thought was going to happen. Did she think she was going to burst through the doors of the dance and Simone would just be like, do you know what? You were right. I Lay do on the love floor you. and spread her legs. Yes. Yeah. Come on, enter me immediately. Fuck me right now in, in front, front of, of everyone. my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend and my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, bizarre. But she's not happy about this, so she goes upstairs and puts back on her beads. Yeah, and, and takes off the really pretty dress that was like, look, let's be real, this dress was no less revealing than the dress she went back down in. Yeah. It was just prettier. Yeah. It was really... She looked gorgeous also, and she took off the dress. Did people actually wear a slip underneath a dress? That could then be a double... Because I literally never wear dresses. No. Is that um, a thing you can do? Because she just steps out of one dress and reveals a whole other dress. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. It's just... I've never been much for wearing slips. It was just really weird. Yeah. <laughs> what wear two it's dresses something, I feel like it's something that used to happen in like older movies where like women would be wearing a much less revealing dress and then they'd take it off and then the slip would be like sexy yeah but it was the same length it as was the, the same length it was the same cut it just was pointless it just yeah, was so pointless just like less design on it like, yeah exactly it just looked kind of like a negligee yeah it was just a, a lacier version of the exact same thing yeah. but not even lacy enough to be it was more like silk yeah <laughs> it's really weird. weird but yeah she throws back on her buddhist prayer be- beads that are from her ex that we know nothing about mm-hmm. to run back down and sing her song with her glittery guitar in the band that can i just point out the guy in the band is the brother yes. of um cat yeah so he, they have shelled out they have gotten an actor that looks like he maybe could be a teenager yes um the rest of the band i think were just like men who do tech on set yeah, probably they were all in their 40s like, <laughs> it was insane so weird they were so old what kind of friends is cat's brother keeping oh, yeah, no idea question. what what boys do they have in that school <laughs> but the real surprising thing about it all is that she goes down starts singing her song and the band just know exactly what to play they know exactly how this song goes this song that annabelle wrote because we saw her rip the page out of her notebook which i assume is the lyrics yeah and i mean i actually like the song i think it's quite nice Mm -hmm. but that's just unrealistic the band just suddenly playing everything and even like just before she leaves the stage the lead guitar is doing a little bit of riffing and i'm like how do you know where how this is meant to go? Yeah. And then when she's fully left and she's outside, they're still playing the song. <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Is the lead singer going to start singing because he just suddenly knows the whole song as well? Uh-huh. And as if they're not going to send off a teacher after the person who's, like, been on stage singing a song and then leaves halfway through. Yeah. Like, Mother Immaculata's not going to be like, quick, Sister Claire, go check on Annabelle. There's uh-huh. obviously something wrong with her. Oh, uh, but they hate her, though, don't they? They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, get rid of her. She's wearing her beads again. Yeah. The bitch. <laughs> the bitch, indeed. But it's a good thing no one followed because it gave them a chance to 
actually kiss. They had a big long snog in the, in rain. the rain. Very dramatic. Absolutely. And now uh, we watched some of the um, DVD extras for this, and um, there's a part when Erin, the actress who plays Annabelle, mm-hmm. um, is saying that the actress who played, plays Simone was not kissing her back. Yeah. So it was hard for her to be able to um, get into the scene so much. But why wouldn't you kiss someone back when you're acting? Like, I don't know much about acting, but that feels like not very good acting. No, I don't know. To not kiss someone back. Yeah. And is it just because, like, it's a girl on girl situation? Then you wouldn't have said yes to a lesbian film. Well, maybe you would because you've got no money. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I will take this job, but I'm not kissing anyone. But then that's part of the job, isn't it? Yeah. Well, exactly. And then they have to. You have can't a be like, I'll take this scene. job as a garbage man, but never touch garbage. Yeah. Well, yeah. exactly. But then they go on to have a sex scene. Like, imagine if they weren't actually kissing. Yeah. It, you can, you know, it, it. But yeah, the director had a word and apparently sorted it all out. But yeah. That just felt. I don't know. That's strange to me. Why yeah. wouldn't you kiss back? I have no idea. And yeah, we do go into said sex scene and um, their boobies pressed together, which... Very nice. Yeah, absolute no, thumbs up for that. No nipple, though. No, no nipples out. Sadly. But I will say this sex scene is like every other gay sex scene in any film where it's low lighting, extreme uh-huh. close-ups, you know, yeah. and a low kind of music underneath it. Very stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, the only thing they were missing was the um, the very soft and dry nipple in the mouth yeah you know that they always do that and it's like the 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 mouth the dry mouth is grazing the nipple that didn't happen no that always does the friction burn of the nipples instead (laughs) (laughs) Like, i wonder if they were like press your boobs together maybe it was so we didn't see any nipple maybe annabelle didn't want to show her nipples Maybe. Because we already saw Simone's. Simone's a couple times, yeah. Yeah. Annabelle's the bet of this film. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's in her contract. Yeah. Well, maybe she was actually a minor. I don't know. Oh, God. Then I feel bad about calling I'm her I'm sure hot. she wasn't. There's no way. Yeah. That legally they could have done that, I'm sure. Yeah, no, because she has no top on anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so. The next morning. The next morning they wake up at 12 p.m. <laughs> Do they? I didn't notice yeah. that. Well, to be it's honest, like 12pm. we can't really complain. Like our lockdown sleep schedule is pretty much the same as that. Yeah, that's but basically what time I woke up at today. They're in school, and yeah, it is what time you woke up today. Mm-hmm. They're in school, so obviously Cat notices this and goes to tell Immaculata mm-hmm. about the fucking, mm-hmm. the fuckery that's going on. Absolutely, um, Immaculata seething with jealousy. Yeah, runs to the scene of the crime. <laughs> what are you doing with my woman? And catches Simone red-bosomed as she stands there in her red bra. Yeah, I know. She's wearing a red bra and Annabelle's in her red dress. Mm. And then Simone also throws on a red jumper. Mm. So I feel like maybe that was intentional. The scarlet letter. Exactly. Mm. They are sluts now. Well, they are. Really. She then has a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, where she tells her off. She tells her off. Yeah, Mother Immaculata tells her off. And she gets... the phrasing I had an issue with, she said, how could you let something like this happen? Which is very victim blamey. It's like she's saying to her, you're the person that this happened to, as yeah. opposed to Annabelle was the person that this happened to. Yeah. Even though Annabelle instigated it, she was still the one who was taken advantage of by Absolutely. someone who is in a position of power Absolutely. and older than her. Yeah. 
it was she didn't let something like this happen she did this she made it happen yeah and that's kind of where i think like immaculata might be jealous yeah because she's saying it's her fault mm. in that way yeah but, you know there's so many weird vibes off immaculata yeah it's she's really a strange, strange woman yeah. but throughout this whole telling off simone declares that she loves annabelle yeah why yeah <laughs> because she talked about like that one poet spunk or something like yeah why? i think i think that must be it it must be the spunk or the constant touching of her necklace honestly she's like you know what this is the first student i've had in a long time who is neither cutting themselves nor making fun of other students for cutting themselves <laughs> or isn't a porcupine yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> absolutely so, ridiculous so simone rightfully is escorted out and yes. Annabelle runs down the corridor after her, desperate to, you'd think, have some last words, but no, she hands her the secondhand prayer beads from her ex-girlfriend. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with the prayer beads in this film? Honestly, no idea. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, if if we, like, broke up because I had to be arrested, yeah. and you were like, here's the necklace my ex gave me, Honestly. I'd be like... Fuck you! As if you're trying to give me the necklace your fucking ex gave me. Yeah, honestly, that would be really weird. <laughs> so weird. Everyone's really pissed off with Kat as well. Um, You can tell, like, everyone, including, like, Collins and that other girl whose name I've forgotten. Well, because they all said they were fine with it and they liked it. But, like, was the... Were they actually thinking that they would just get away with this forever? Yeah. Just be like... I have no idea. Well, yeah, I love it. So let's let them fuck and just you know let this happen forever i don't know but like i do want to say though that cat like yes she did it for the wrong reasons but she was totally right to do it yeah it was totally inappropriate and it shouldn't have been happening i'm glad someone told yeah exactly like the whole situation's crazy so simone gets carted off to prison where she belongs yeah the film kind of ends in the same way that it started yeah simone's the one in the uh government vehicle this time and that's that yeah there was an alternate ending as well that we saw on youtube yeah Um, so there is an alternate ending where simone gets away with it like on the newspaper headline it says something like teacher freed in teen sex uh, school sex scandal Mm. something along those lines and um annabelle drives down to the beach to see her one and only gf yeah which i mean I think people would be outraged if that happened in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Like people have been. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, but then didn't didn't Emmanuel Macron, basically the president of France, have that? I don't know. He had like, he his wife was a teacher of his in high school. Oh, mm. gross. Weird. But was it after school that they got together? I think so. So that's like, I mean, it's I definitely they officially got together after school. It's definitely still weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, actually, it's fully weird. Yeah. Like, because... They... I don't think it was, like, 20 years later they met in a bar. I think it was, like, right after school they got together. It's just weird because you've known that person in their formative years. Mm-hmm. And then to be like, I'm attracted to you. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. The whole film was weird. It's creepy. I was so obsessed with this. It used to be my favourite lesbian film of all time. And I think it's just because I had it teacher student kink to be honest yeah (laughs) like now i watch it and i'm like this is so illegal and it's so like it's weird the film just kind of like 
goes from scene to scene like one minute you're in the church one minute you're in the pool one minute you're in the restaurant one minute you're in class like it seems to go back and forth so much mm-hmm. that i i've just felt dizzy from yeah watching it total whiplash from it yeah it felt like simultaneously like a super short film because nothing happens and also a really long film because so many pointless things happen yeah it. like like pretty much every scene that was not Annabelle and Simone like every scene with the priest in who cares yeah like why the Immaculata scene the het scenes the porcupine yeah honestly like there's so much I don't know I don't know what was going on with that film but yeah you know you've seen it now Mm -hmm. how do you feel um yeah so I would like to say that I I can see why you were obsessed with it, but I cannot. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was definitely a very strange film. Um, I honestly, I know how I feel about it right now, which is, ew, gross, what the fuck, that's creepy. I really can't tell you how I would have felt about it when I was younger if I had seen it then. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any teachers that I had a crush on, so... Oh, well, actually, no, there was one. Everyone has one. Yeah, there was one, but everyone in the school... Like, even the straight girls had a crush on her because she was so hot. Well, an average-looking teacher is hotter than a hot person in real life. She was a hot person like, in real life, too. But it's just, like, the best of the bunch. I think that's yeah. just what happens in school, but... Well, like, I this teacher, she, um, she was in my school, and then she moved to my brother's school and was my brother's geography teacher for a while and my dad went to a parent teacher meeting and I was like she's so hot isn't she and my dad was like yeah and he's not the type <laughs> to ever call anyone hot Where you know apart from my mum she was there my <laughs> mum was like yeah she's really hot <laughs> like literally everyone my mum my straight uh, mother yeah she's really no, hot <laughs> I always fancied teachers like if it was wasn't one teacher it was the next you know yeah well there was a girl in my school who was like um like she's like a relatively well-known model she's like been in pageants and like miss ireland and miss world competitions and stuff like that mm-hmm. and she got moved out of a teacher's class because she had such an intense crush on him and he is disgusting <laughs> like exactly. he is gross looking he just had an accent <laughs> uh, wait what was his accent northern irish oh my god so it's not even that far away <laughs> it's not exotic is it well it's exotic for us it's just up the road <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah no I, I i get what you mean like the teachers don't and and simone did look good in a blazer yeah when she was wearing her little suit she looked hot the rest of the time no her personal style was not great it was awful yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i don't know it was it was i wouldn't i wouldn't call it a good movie and i wouldn't say that i enjoyed it and it was pretty terrible yeah it is pretty terrible yeah but i think like when you are just coming out you reach for every single piece of lesbian media you can find Mm. and like i remember when i was like 15 years old i was saying i'm going to buy all the lesbian movies i want a lesbian movie collection i don't care what the film is about i'm gonna buy it and i'm gonna have a whole shelf full of dvds of lesbian films now we have netflix so that really would have been useless but that's how I felt then, and I would I was so eager to go and watch every single gay film because I couldn't go to a gay bar. Yeah, you know, so it's the only way you could really reach out to your gayness. Well, you did show me one hour photo the other day, which you bought because it had Aaron Daniels in it for like ten minutes as a straight person. Great film though. It is a good film. It is. It's very good. I don't regret buying that one. No, <laughs> as you shouldn't. This one, on the other hand. <laughs> 
this is a regretful purchase for sure. Yeah. Um. So I think we should just rate the film at this point. Okay. For our lovely listener. Listen up. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Dibs, not me. You can be the listener. <laughs> um. So Izzy. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, yeah. how obsessed were you with the main character? Annabelle. Yeah. A ten. It was yeah. a ten. I went and t- tried to seek out other things that she'd been in. Mm-hmm. She was like a. She was a very new actress at the time, so not really much. I think yeah. I saw one other film she was in. I don't remember it now. I downloaded that song that she sings in the film mm-hmm. and listened to it on repeat. Also, the Sarah Barry Alice yeah. uh, song. I listened to that constantly. Yeah, I would watch like the kissing scene in the pool mm-hmm. over and over again, and the sex scene so many times yeah and all of the dvd extra features i bought the dvd so i could watch all the extra features all the interviews all the outtakes i was crazy obsessed i'm pretty sure she made my phone wallpaper at least once Ooh, <laughs> very obsessed so i'd say a solid 10 out of 10 for you then absolutely a 10 How about out of 10. 10. How obsessed oh are god you with her now? um like zero I mean, no, that's not fair, because she is gorgeous. She is. I'm just not obsessed. Yeah. She is gorgeous, so let's say three for being gorgeous. That's fair. So, Sarah, would this film have made you come out earlier? I think potentially it might have, um, if they hadn't kind of brushed aside cats bisexuality so much. Yeah. Because I think that it maybe would have made me feel like, oh, bisexual's an option. Which was the step that I unfortunately had to take on my way to We've all becoming been there. lesbian. We've all yeah. been there. Yeah, I, I was bisexual for a number of years, though, I before I realised that I'm full gay. I was bisexual for a number of weeks until everyone <laughs> in school started going, aren't you that lesbian? And I was like, yeah, actually. Yeah. I am that lesbian. It's funny, I um, that's kind of what happened to me in a way as well, because I started telling people I was a lesbian when I was drunk. Um, yeah. And then after a while, I was like... <laughs> Maybe there's, maybe there's some truth in this. Why do I keep telling people I'm gay when I'm drunk? And then, like, when I'm sober, I'm like, oh, I don't know what she was talking about. I'm definitely by love dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Um, but, yeah, so I think potentially it would have made me come out earlier, but I probably would have just masturbated to it in secret, as I did with all of the other lesbian texts that I saw at that age. I don't know how much time I spent masturbating in public. But in public? Oh, you said secret. Masturbating in secret. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have been secret to me as well. I would have been like, yeah, I'm masturbating over it because I don't have anything else to watch and I'm totally straight. I'm watching the uh, straight sex scene in this film. That's the sexiest part. I wouldn't part. watch that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Loving Annabelle. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we didn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah and let us know what you think of this film yeah and of this podcast i suppose yeah if you like it listen to tell us if you don't don't tell us (laughs) but absolutely any feedback is welcome we're just having fun and watching old queer films together yeah so thanks for listening thanks guys Bye. bye